0: Okay, where we begin this week's parsha, Parshas there is a uh, famous medrash which is uh, quoted by all the commentaries in uh, this week's parsha. The medrash analyzes a pasuk in Shira Shiram in Song of Songs, chapter seven. The um, is like this: The I guess the little translation is the mandrakes give smell. They give a nice aroma. That's the dudayim that Ruvain gave to his mother, he brought it to his mother and uh, she gave it to Rachel in Parshat Vayetze Reach. They uh, give nice smell V'hafaseocheinu kolmigadem and on our, on our doors there are good fruits according to the commentary of the Metzudos means good uh, good fruits, praiseworthy fruits
1: So the yeah. Medrash says...
0: What? No, in Parshat Vayetze in Parshat Vayetze no, the, the, we we'll see what the Medrash says, we'll the Medrash, oh, okay. so the Medrash says, that the Mandrakes give a nice smell, a nice aroma, They're, that's Ruvain. Ruvain. That is Ruvain that had the intent to save his brother. Because Ruvain is referred to as the Dudaim, the Mandrakes, because that's what he, right? The the um, Khenu, and on our, on our doors are all the nice praiseworthy fruits, that's near Hanukkah. That's the candle of Hanukkah. That's the what the medrash says in this expansion. So all of the commentators endeavor to explain this cryptic medrash. Here's an example of one of one commentary. This is uh, a Rosh Hashiva who was Rosh Hashiva in Morocco in um, the 1800s. His name is of Yosef Rav Rafaal Misoid Ibn Mukha. He was a he was a receiver in Morocco. He's the Af-Beth and he was the head of the, the rabbinical court in 1800s. Um, and uh, he wrote a sefer on chomish called the Papros Lechachma. So, in the Papros Lechachma, he gives the following explanation. He says that according to the Ralbag, the rabbag wants to say that whenever you want to influence a group, it doesn't owe, it doesn't pay to go with a head on collision never take uh, your bus and drive it straight head on with the person you challenge whenever you want to challenge a group you have to take little by little you have to do little by little little step, one step at a time and in this way maybe you can overcome them maybe you can influence them in the way that you want them to go right, that's what the Rabbah says so Ruvain says there are, the Rabbah the Rabbah says Ruvain um, Ruvain did not want to save, try to save Yosef outright, because if he would, then the brothers would, the brothers would fight him on it, and they would disagree. So instead, Reuven decided he's going to do little by little, because of his principle. So what he suggested was, is that we throw him into the pit. That's what Reuven did. This was his plan. That little by little, he would try to influence them to save Yosef. That is the. Reuben's idea okay now as far as the Hanukkah menorah we know there's a famous machlokes, there's a dispute between B'sham and B'shillah It is quoted in the Shabbos 21b the uh, B'sham says that when you light the menorah you light the first night eight candles the second night you light seven candles and so on until you get to one at the end Hillel says you light the first night you light one candle, second night you light two candles, third night you light three candles. And the halacha is like Beis Hillel. The halacha is like Beis Hillel. That's what we know because that's what we do. That's the halacha. The halacha follows the opinion of Beis Hillel. So, the Papras wants to say that the Medrash intends to tell us that we know from Rubain that the halacha is like Beis Hillel. Right, what does the Medrash say? The Medrash says, The Mandrakes give nice smell. That's Reuven who tried to save Yosef. How did you Reuven try to save Yosef? How did you Reuven try to save Yosef? By taking little tiny steps, one little step at a time, in order to challenge the brothers. So what do we learn from Reuven? We learn from Reuven, We learn from Reuven that on our doors, are all the nice fruits. What is that? That's the Hanukkah menorah. And how should one light the Hanukkah menorah? Should they light the Hanukkah menorah like Beishamai and start with a bang? Or, should we and eight candles and then go down? Or, should we start little by little one candle at a time and go up? So, it comes over and tells us, no, that it's one candle at a time. That's the connection between uh, this week's Pasha and uh, Hanukkah. Pasha is So, since one of these is one of the connections to this week's Parsha, Parsha's Vayeshef. To Hanukkah, I think it would be appropriate for us to discuss some halachic uh, issue in relating to Hanukkah. And the issue that I'd like to discuss this evening is the, uh, whether a, uh, an electric menorah is kosher or not. Is it kosher? Can you use it? Now, I'm fortunate, or at least we're fortunate, that it, it seems like that all the uh, halachic decisors, all the people who decide the halakh, all the, all the rabbis, all the authors, all agree, not for the same reason, but they all agree, as far as what the halacha is in this case. We will, what? We will reveal what the halacha is, shortly, or maybe not so shortly, after our discussion. First, I'd like to discuss some of the issues that are involved in this. Okay? So, the, um, the first person, well, uh, not the first person, but one of the people who talk about this is Rabbi Tzvi Pesach Frank, who was the rabbi of, uh, who was the rabbi of, um, who wrote the favor called the Hartzri, Uh which is, a, he, he wrote a commentary on the Torah, um, uh, he wrote a commentary on the Torah, he also wrote Responses. so the Hartzvi, Rabbi Tzvi Pesach Frank, was the Rav of Yerushalayim, and he has in his responsa, this is in Urachaya number two, responsa recently. just recently. Yeah. Um Responsa number two, number one hundred and fourteen, section two of that responsa. He has a number of different considerations. And we'll just, we'll try to discuss some of the some of the considerations that are involved. First consideration is he says like this is he says that the Machaber tells us the mechaber tells us the uh, Rabbi Yisuf Karo in the Shulchan and Siman Tafresh base in six hundred and seventy-two, number two, he says that the as we know the menorah has to burn for how long does the candle have to burn a half an hour, a half an hour. The menorah has to burn half an hour. Okay. That's why these um, these uh, candles that we use that some people use that you get in the mail the the um, the wax candles. You have to make sure, because they're made to last exactly half an hour. So But you have to make sure that they last a half an hour. Because if they don't last a half an hour, then they're not good. So we'll see for the following reason. So, says the Machaber, that the candle has to last for a half an hour. Therefore, when one lights, when one lights the, the menorah, it has to have enough oil in it, or it, it has to have enough material in it, that it will last for a half an hour. The wax has to be able to last for half an hour. The oil has to be able to last for half an hour when you light the candle. That's the, that's the halacha. Or the electricity. <laughs> oh, so says Rabbi Tsi Pesach Frank, as uh, Sanford points out, that with electricity just becomes the issue. Because with electricity, when one lights the candle, when one lights the, the, the bulb, the electric bulb on the menorah, where does the electricity come from? The electricity is um, sent through wires from a generator. And that generator can turn off at any time. Somebody, somebody at the generator wants to turn off the supply of electricity, they can. Okay. They they can. They can turn it off. And since a Frank, since R three. it says R three, since it is possible is that somebody can turn off the generator Perhaps maybe we could say that when one lights the electric menorah, that at, at at the place where he lights, he doesn't have half an hour worth of fuel in order for the for, for, the, for the for the for the for the light bulb to burn. And therefore, since it's not a half an hour worth of, of fuel, therefore. It's not. Uh, it, it, it goes against the halacha that there has to be half an hour worth of oil in the in in the uh, in the candle in order for it to be kosher. That's the first consideration. What do you say, uh, Mark? Well, Amir,
1: okay. Well, I'll say. What, what, he never heard of a battery backup.
0: I guess <laughs> See, he never heard of a battery backup. Uh uh-uh. uh So Mark is saying good point. Mark, hold that thought. Hold the thought.
1: You know, new batteries, fresh batteries. Never
0: heard of fresh batteries. Hold a thought, Mark. So the Piske Chuvos, which is a um, a compilation of different responses on the Mishnah Brura in Simon Tok and Gimel, note number five actually quotes a response of the this way. He says the Pikudas Allah. The response of the Pikudas Allah says that because there isn't enough because there isn't a half an hour worth of oil in the electric menorah, therefore, it can't be, therefore, it's, it is not kosher for usage. Not only does the Pekudis Allah say this, but also the sefer called the Mitzvah Ne'er Ishu Beiso, which is written by Elio, Rabbi Elio Schlesinger, who is the Rav in Shkunav Gilo. Okay, he wrote a lot of Svarim, and uh, he has a safer on Hanukkah. And in chapter 7, number 12, Note 18, he also quotes the response of the Pekudah Salazar, who says that one cannot use the menorah for this reason, because there isn't a half an hour worth of electricity in, at the place where the person lights the menorah. However, Mark, however, he says there was one chacham, a wise person, they asked him a question, maybe it was you, and he wrote him a letter
1: to, that
0: according to the Bikudas al that if you would be able to take the electricity and contain it in one area, such as, by the way, this logic is applicable to a gas also, because since gas comes from a pipe supply, and the gas can be shut off at its source, therefore, at the point where the person lights, let's say, a gas menorah, um, also would, uh, according to this reasoning, s- say that the gas manor is also not, not kosher. So he asked him, what happens if you have a lantern where the fuel is contained, where the fuel is contained within the lantern to last for half an hour? Or, as Mark said, this he didn't ask me specifically, well, what about if you have a flashlight? If you have a flashlight where the batteries are have enough fuel in them that they can last for half an hour. What if you have that? Therefore, according to this reasoning, it should be a kosher minora. Right. Okay?
1: Doesn't
0: the shamans have to do a job? The shamans, what do you mean, the shamans have to do what job? Well, I
1: thought the shamans had to light candles, no? The other. Oh, yeah, you're asking a good question. You're asking,
0: no, the shamans can light the candles, but it's not, it's not going to stop the, uh, the mitzvah. Well,
1: with electricity, there's no shamans. It's down true down. there's
0: no shamish, but that's not going to prevent, it's true that you should live with a shamish, but it's not going to prevent the mitzvah from being, uh, from being done. If you use the match and you let, you lit your Hanukkah candle with a match, then you fulfill your requirements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even though you didn't have a mean yeah. one, one comment in regards to
2: electricity. So there's a fuel, the fuel is not here, it's somewhere else. It depends what's the source of the electricity, either a river or coal or yeah. the fuel, it's somewhere else. But there's right. fuel, and there's more than half an hour. It's just... Else. But
0: it has to be at the point where the person lights it. It has to be in the menorah. The fuel needs to be in the menorah. And if it's coming from a a generator, it's not in the menorah. It's in the generator, and it can be shut off by a third party any time. The person has to have at hand the fuel necessary to make it happen. If he doesn't have it, then then, then it's not considered okay. The battery count. Uh, battery. So uh, right. Well, so Mark is timing, right. which I think he's timing correct, yes. according to the, uh, the the way that the mitzvah uh, mitzvahsnerishu beisu presents it. Um, that if you did have a battery, then it would be kosher. Mm-hmm. What do you say, Laura? A battery can run out. So. Yeah. Well, it has to be maybe to put up a new battery. So so right, than a, you could have a flashlight. So it has to be half an hour. You have a battery that can last a half an hour. Right. Then easy. that's sufficient. Dilasel. Don't they Birusell has to an hour? Isn't that the bun- energy energize your the energize the energize bunny the and the the bunny keeps bunny on walking? Right. Now, so he writes there that, that uh he that this Chacham wrote to him that Rabbi Bitzalel Rakov Shlita from Anglia asking that if a person travels on a plane uh at a long distance where they're not going to be at home at all. And they won't be able to light the the, the, the Hanukkah candles that Rab- Rabbi Rabbi Rokov poskined that he should light a, 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 a lantern or for our purposes a a, 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 a flashlight oh. he should light a flashlight for half an hour yes. however says Rabbi uh, says Rabbi Sessinger that because of other considerations one should not say a bracha on such a thing but it would be beneficial that according to this reasoning according to the, the Kudas HaLazar one would fulfill the obligations of lighting the Hanukkah candle if they did it with a flashlight. Yes. Yes. Or if they had their own generator. Yes. Somebody, let's say, they had their own generator at the house, and then it was a source of light connected to the generator, and they had a half an hour worth of energy in the in the generator, yes. that also, according to the Pekutus Laws, there would fulfill the obligation. What do you say, Laura? But if
1: you go to light your flashlight, What if your
0: battery is, you didn't realize it, and it went out? Then then you didn't fulfill your mitzvah. Because it has to be, according to the reasoning that we say now, it has to be that in the beginning there was enough fuel to last for half an hour. If the battery runs out, you see retroactively that there wasn't enough energy, there wasn't electricity in the battery to last for half an hour. I use batteries for funding. You go to Costco, you buy a big Right. you
1: buy six candles. Right. You buy to Costco, you buy a one well, of the biggest.
0: Well then I don't battery. understand why you can't use electricity. We haven't had that because, that? says uh, the coup de salon, sir, since electricity comes from a different source. It's not in the house. It's in a generator somewhere else and somebody else has the keys to the generator, and they could shut it off at any time. It's not considered as if you have the amount, the enough, enough electricity to last for the time necessary that the mechaber prescribes, which is a half an hour. Okay, that is what uh, that is what yes, Rabbi Stasinger says The Tzitz Eliezer, Rabbi Waldenberg, in his responsa, huh? <laughs> Chelik Aleph, Volume One, Number Twenty, Chapter Twelve. In discussing a different issue, also okay. makes this consideration moot. This consideration, according to the position he's about to take, is not a consideration. The Machaber tells us says this is what Yes. The Machaber tells us in Siman Tafresh Ayin Gimel six hundred and seventy three. I think the Machaber tells us there that. One is a, one is allowed to use any source of fuel that they want for Nehru's Hanukkah. Any source of fuel that they want. Yeah. Tevra Shain Gimel, yeah. fifth Aleph, number one in the halacha. So the Mechaber says that you could use any source of fuel that you want for Nehru's Hanukkah. It could be any any type of oil. The source for this is the Gemara in tractate Shabbos on page twenty-one A that discusses the Mishnah that we say every single Shabbos, that gives a list of the oils that one is allowed to use and one is not allowed to use on Shabbos. Okay, that is what the, uh, the, uh, the Gemara says. Says the Gemara that any one of those oils which might or might not be able to be used on Shabbos, for Hanukkah they kosher, any oil is good for Hanukkah. Okay, point aside that mitzvah minamuvchar, the proper uh, mitzvah to use is olive oil. That is the proper method to use. But any other oil, we use uh, some hold that uh, using waxes is good enough because it burns very well. But uh, that, that, that is the method of mineral at least according to some opinions. Okay, any one of them is close. One of the oils which is on that list is called shaman Shreifa. Shreifa. Shaman literally means burnt oil. Okay. Burnt oil. Use. Not the, no. It means that it is an oil, that the halacha dictates that it should be burnt. Um, it, it is, for example, the commentators say that the oil that the oil we're talking about is chuma, Let's say, for example, it's a tithe that is given to a kohen, and it becomes tummy, it becomes spiritually impure. Therefore, it's not usable. The kohen can't use it, and the Israel can't use it. Nobody can eat it. So, what what is the din of this chuma? It has to be burnt. That oil, which has to be burnt, burn. is kosher for Ner Hanukkah, right. according to this Gemara. It's kosher for Ner Hanukkah. You're allowed to use it for Ner Hanukkah. Asks the... There's a famous question that's asked by the Shah Afrayim. The Shah Afrayim asks that we just learned that in order to light the Hanukkah menorah, there has to be a half an hour worth of oil in the menorah when one lights, asks the Shah Afrayim, since this oil which the halacha dictates has to be burnt this shem and this oil has to be burnt therefore it's as if it's not there halachic concept dictates that something which is deemed to be destroyed it's as if it's destroyed already and so therefore since this oil is deemed to be destroyed it doesn't have a measurement it doesn't have a volumetric measurement and since it doesn't have a volumetric measurement how is it kosher to light with this oil when technically according to the logic reality it is not it doesn't it it, it 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 it's not a volume that can last for half an hour that's the shadow question yeah I, I don't
1: get it I, we have
0: we have in in, in halacha, such things as uh maybe you know the term for it, marvin a, a legal construct, mm-hmm. which is not real in the real world, but it's real in the legality, in the le- legal fiction, or the legal uh, const- construction of the idea of what it is.
2: Remember this. You hear what this I'm saying? From, the, from it's the building or something like that.
0: The legal no, construction, construction of what it the is, room. the definition of what it is, gives it the reality that it doesn't have measures. For example, something which needs to be destroyed... It's as if it doesn't have measure. Because it's like it's destroyed. Since the Halakha dictates it has to be destroyed. Therefore, it's as if it doesn't, it's already destroyed already. And if it's destroyed already, it doesn't have measure. You right, understand. and
1: if it doesn't have measure, then what?
0: So then, if you assume that there has to be enough volume of oil to last for half an hour, mm-hmm. if this oil does not have measure. Because halachically is supposed to be destroyed. Therefore, how is one allowed to use this oil? You hear it now.
1: Okay.
0: Okay, that's the short Times question. You hear the question. Okay, now here's the answer. Hear the answer. The question is that when the Mahabir says, "This is the question I pose." I pose for the crowd. We put on the table. When the Machaber says that there has to be a half an hour worth of oil. Is the Makhabar saying that there has to be enough oil that lasts a half an hour? Or is the Makhabar saying that the oil has to last a half an hour? Whether there's enough or not. So what's the difference between the two? The difference between the two is, is do I need the amount of oil that's going to last a half an hour? Or do I need the oil to last a half an hour regardless of what the amount of oil is? Well, so it, it
1: says.
0: going on, and they and the same. No, not not in the legal construct. In the legal construct, they're not. Because then you don't have enough oil, because it's supposed to be burnt. And the volume is zero. But in the last thing, it's half an hour. It's a volume. The, so it says the Shav says Yaakov, the, 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 the response of the Shav Yaakov answers the Shav question. He says, what's the whole purpose of lighting the Hanukkah menorah? the whole purpose of light the Hanukkah menorah is to publicize the miracle of the miracle that we all know and then we saw in every play and in every book and we know the miracle you're supposed to publicize the miracle of the menorah that was burning in the base on Iqnosh. so why did the rabbis say that it has to be a half an hour because they said that the publication of the miracle has to be for half an hour it's not that they said that the oil has to last a half an hour because that's the amount of oil you have to put in they said that the oil has to last a half an hour because we want the publication of the miracle to last a half an hour. The publicity of the miracle to last a half an hour. Therefore, says the Shav Yaakov, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much oil there is in the candle, in the cup. As long as the publicity of the miracle takes place for a half an hour, then the mitzvah has been fulfilled. And therefore, if you use an oil that legally does not exist, or it doesn't have a volumetric measure because of the legal construct of that particular order it doesn't matter because since it lasts a half an hour and the miracle has been publicized for half an hour the mitzvah has been fulfilled therefore therefore, according to this pizzelezer when we get back to our electric menorah what, what, what is the pekuda Allah want to say? He wants to say that since the electricity is in their generator, and it's not in the house, and the Machaba says that there has to be enough oil that's going to last for half an hour, and since the electricity is in the generator, therefore he doesn't have with him half an hour worth of oil. But according to the that the whole point of the mitzvah is to publicize the miracle of Hanukkah of the menorah, for half an hour, if that, if, if, if the electricity lasted for half an hour, then in the end you fulfilled the Mitzvah, what's the difference how much electricity you had? Therefore, you don't need a flashlight, you can just plug them in the menorah straight, uh, Yeah. I hope that you don't have a power failure. And I hope if you have a power failure, you didn't fulfill your Mitzvah, you understand? Okay. That's, so according to the tzitzel that it comes out that this is not even a consideration. According to him, the electric menorah is kosher. This is just, or, <laughs> <laughs> You're only waiting to say this for half an hour. Wait, wait. No pun intended. No,
1: we, we still haven't asked. You're Anderson, how are you? Good. What's
0: your question? Sir, we what's your question?
1: So we've
3: we, we basically dealt with the fact that does the menorah or whatever we call, whatever's producing the light, have to be self-contained so far we've the majority, overwhelming majority says it in has to be self has half an hour's worth of light production, whatever the fuel, right? But we haven't answered the question of, does it matter what is actually producing the light, i.e. Uh, we're going to get number. We, we
0: dealt with issue number one. Issue number one is how much oil has to be. And the answer is none. Right. Like the answer is according to the titular, I mean, the, the answer is, is that it's the uh, machlekes.
1: Uh-huh.
0: According to the Pekudus Alazza, there has to be half an hour worth of oil. According to the Tzitzit, so it doesn't have to be any oil at all. We answered that question. That's the first consideration.
2: Something about what you say from the Tzitzit sir. My understanding from Alach LeMa'isa, if you light, a, a, you know, a candle kind of menorah, say it's oil, and you know it lights and it turns out before 30 minutes, you're okay. You, right, that's my right, right. So they'll be against what he's saying. I mean, that's what I call him. So we don't need to... Re- no, but it has
0: to be. If You light, you have to light it in the beginning.
2: Last but you have to light
0: it in the beginning with the possibility. When you, set, when you let the ship set sail, it has to have the possibility to cross the Atlantic. But that's what if the, it's never going to make it, you don't fulfill your mitzvah.
3: So in
1: other
0: words, if you had a half an hour's worth of oil in the menorah, and a wind came along and blew out the candles, that's not a problem. That's not a problem. It has to be. You got to give it the possibility. You got to give it a chance. It's like a certain college fund. right? you have to give it a chance. A long
1: chance.
0: All right. Next consider, consideration number two. Consideration number two says the heart's V. The second consideration is, is that we're required to light the menorah. You take a candle, a shamish like Sanford pointed out, or you take a match and you light the menorah. Correct? What happens when one lights an electric menorah? Listen to this. Listen to this consideration. When you light an electric menorah, what you're doing is you're pressing a button. When you press a button, what are you doing? There is electricity flowing through the wires. And there is a circuit. And when the bulb is not lit, the circuit is blocked, so the electricity doesn't pass through. When one presses the button, one opens the circuit, and allows the electricity, closes the circuit, thank you, and allows the electricity to pass through the wire, which heats up the filament, and then it turns on the light. So one is not directly... Lighting a candle like one would of a wick. What is one doing? One is indirectly lighting this uh, filament. Therefore, it is what is called in in halacha a glumba. It is a secondary cause. You're not directly lighting the menorah, you are indirectly lighting the menorah. You close the circuit, which allows the electricity to flow through, which then in turn makes the filament glow as opposed to directly lighting the menorah, when you take the fire, you put it to the wicked and burns. So you have a mitzvah, you have a rabbinical mitzvah, says the the, the Daj You have a rabbinical mitzvah. Is it possible to fulfill a rabbinical mitzvah, or a Torah mitzvah, with an indirect causative action? Alright, in other words, a positive commandment. When the Torah says do XYZ, do X do Z to fulfill the mitzvah. Is it good enough to do it with an indirect action? Or does one have to do it with a direct action? Here the electric menorah the consideration is is that you're indirectly lighting the candle. Is that good enough to fulfill the mitzvah of Nirchan? That's the question. Yeah. What do you say now, Mark? You wanna, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna roll the dice? No,
1: I'm with, I'm with him. I, I agree. Just I that
0: said that was was done was. I, I said right. That's, that's the, the theory classical theory. way. What I mean to say is that's the classical way to do it. But uh, no, no, perhaps maybe the classical way is not the the way. No, no, no you Maybe that's know not true. the truth. Maybe that's not the MS tradition. Maybe uh, we could be modern here. No, no, you don't have to do it directly. What do you say? I, mean,
2: mm-hmm. I say directly. The, the mitzvah publicize publicized the miracle, how you do that. Uh, showing the lights of the menorah, I mean, that could be done indirectly. Also, it's maybe, as you kind of mentioned, maybe different than the case of the Rise or the Rabbanon. So, this obviously was instituted by the rabbis, the, the nurse of Hanukkah. Right. So, maybe it's not you know, indirect, it will be okay. I mean, I don't have any proof, but. Yeah, it's possible. Right? right, okay, so
0: let's see. So let's see. So he wants, to contra- he wants to contrast it to lighting of candles on Shabbos. He wants it like this. There's a halacha like this in Simon Reish Samach Gimel in the laws of Shabbos. Okay, laws of Shabbos number five. So there's the laws of auto-light candles. The Machaber says, when a person lights a candle on Shabbos, they should say a bracha. What's the bracha they say? Baruch to Hashem. To light the candle of Shabbos. And it doesn't matter, both men and women are obligated in this mitzvah. Also by Yomtev, too. The same thing, by Yomtev, you, you say the bracha, says the mochaber, "Lahavik l'kne'er shol Yomtev. To light the candle of Yomtev. That's the halach. The uh, achronim here discuss a case where they used to do weddings on Friday afternoon. They used to do weddings on Friday afternoon, and they used to make the chuppah right before Shabbos. So the mother of the bride, or maybe of the chosson, I don't know, maybe both, doesn't didn't want to light candles before the chuppah. She want candles before the chuppah. She want light candles after the chuppah. Problem is, is that she could be too late. By the time the chuppah is over, it's already going to be Shabbos. So what should you do? The Re'achayim discuss the idea of what you should do. So one of the ideas of what to do is to ask a non-Jew to light it after Shkia, before Tzach Right? Because after Shkia, after sunset, before the stars come out, it's a question, Suffolk Yom, Safik Laila. It's a question whether it's day or night. And here we need to light candles. So it's a mitzvah and asking a non-Jew to do something for us this is a rabbinical prohibition. So a rabbinical prohibition, for the necessity of doing a mitzvah, for the necessity of doing a mitzvah, is permissible. So one of the suggestions that are offered by the Mogadab Ram, for example, is perhaps maybe ask a non-Jew to, uh, to, light, to light the candle. That's one of the suggestions. Okay. Rabbi Akiva Eger says, he asks the following question. He asks the following question on this. He says that we have, in Jewish law, we have the concept of agency. As the Gemara tells us at the beginning of the first uh, second chapter of, uh, of Kiddushin, second chapter of Kiddushin, uh, one is able to make an agent to perform it. So for example, if one wants to uh, divorce one's wife, one can appoint an agent to effect the divorce. If one wants to marry somebody, they can afford, They can. They can appoint an agent to to, to perform the marriage. There, a, there's a concept of agency. Sometimes you can you can appoint an agent to do a mitzvah for you. Ask Rabbi Begir. You know? Agency. The concept of agency only applies by Jews. It's within, it's within the club, so to speak. Concept of agency. You cannot make a halachic agent in a, in a, in, a, in a legal construct of Torah law. Agency is not effective by non-Jews. Mm-hmm. Therefore, ask the beki How could the Margin of Rum suggest that the woman should light the candles after the chuppah when it's still not uh, the stars are not to come out yet? By asking a non-Jew to do it, that means that what she's doing is she's asking the non-Jew to be her agent in order to fulfill the mitzvah of lighting Shabbos candles. And agency does not work by non-Jews. Therefore, how could she appoint him as an agent in order to light the candles? That's, uh, that's Rabbi that is Rabbi Eger's question. See, that's what he asks. So, uh, says the Ha-Tzvi, uh, it depends on what the mitzvah of lighting candles on Shabbos is. What is the mitzvah to light the candles on Shabbos? What? Is the mitzvah to light the candle on Shabbos? Or is the mitzvah to make sure that the candles are lit on Shabbos? Okay, Sharon, you hear the difference. Is the mitzvah to light the candle yourself? Or is the mitzvah to make sure that the candles are lit? What is the mitzvah of lighting the candles on Shabbos? It depends on that question.
1: Why?
0: It depends on that question. So, he says that you could see from a Rambam the answer to this question, listen to this, Rabbi, it's quoted in the Machaber also, in the aforementioned he says like this, both men and women are obligated that it should be in their houses a candle that's lit a candle that's lit on Shabbos. What does that say? If you wanted to say that you have to do the mitzvah of lighting candles on Shabbos, how would you say it? Both men and women are obligated to like. Light the candles. It doesn't say that. The Machaber says both women and men are obligated to make sure that there is a candle. That's right, Shabbos. But by lighting that candle, aren't you sanctifying and bringing
3: it
1: in?
0: Yes. By lighting the candle, you're for sure making sure that the candle is lit. He says. But, of course but is the mitzvah for you to light the candle or to make sure that the candle is lit? So the Rambam, quoted by the Machabe, implies that the mitzvah is to make sure that the candle is lit. The mitzvah is not to light the candle yourself. just so to make sure that the candle is lit. Uh, uh, the right. Yeah, yeah. You hear this. So, he quotes the Shulchan Aracharaz, the Rambamchi Rambam, not the previous one, with the author of the Shulchan al HaRav, she says like this, she says in Shulchan Arach mitzvah. The lighting is not the end of the mitzvah. The lighting of the Shabbos candle is not the end of the mitzvah. It is the pleasure that one derives from the light of the candle after the candle lit. That's the end of the mitzvah. That and even if a non-Jew lights the candle, Yochel lebarach she could say the bracha. Or he can I'm say he could say the bracha and light the candle. Not sure. Okay. the intent is The intent is is that the candle should be lit. Therefore, says the Rabbi Tzvi Frank. According, which is this is not this is not this is not the contemporary halachic practice, but according to the Zmanim Givaher. The reason why the the, the mitzvah of lighting the Shabbos candles is to make sure that there is light in the house. To get pleasure from the light. That's why you're lighting the Shabbos candles. Therefore, it doesn't matter whether you light the candle or you make sure that somebody else lights the candle. Right? Because the mitzvah is to make sure that there is light in the house on Shabbos for the honor of Shabbos, for the pleasure of the light. That's the mitzvah. Says the uh, Reb, Reb, Reb Tzv. so therefore that answers Rebbe Reb, question. What was Rebbe Reb Reb Vegas asking? How could this woman appoint a non-Jewish agent to light the candles in Shabbos for her? Agency doesn't work by non-Jews. Says the we're not talking about agency. You don't need an agent to light the Shabbos candles for you. You just have to make sure that the Shabbos candles are lit. Who cares how they may get lit? You don't need an agent because the mitzvah is not for you to light the candles, but the mitzvah is to make sure that the candles are lit. Therefore, therefore, if you make sure that the candles are lit, you're fulfilling your mitzvah, and therefore you can even say a bracha on it. That's by that's the mitzvah by Shabbos. What did you say you did? it? Okay, you hear this? Everybody here, sharing it is. This is the mitzvah of lighting candles. Now, if I had to ask you, after all the, after all of this information. If I had to ask you, after all of this information... Oh wait, let me just get to the contemporary Hawaki practice. The contemporary halachic practice is what we do at Yom Kippur, basically. When we light the Shabbos candles. The contemporary halachic practice is you make a contingency on the lighting. You say, I'm going to light the candles, but I'm not accepting Shabbos with the lighting of the candles. I'm going to accept the Shabbos later. So you light the candles before Shkia, when you're making the Chopah, and then you accept the Shabbos later after the chuppah, without having to light the candles. That's what we do sometimes on Yom Kippah, when we want to drive to Shul, we want to drive to Shul on, on Yom Kippur night, and we want to light the candles, and we can drive after, after we light the candles. Right. So if we make it tonight. We say that I'm not, I'm not, lighting, I'm not accepting the Yom Kippah, accepting uh, the Shabbos, slash Shabbos, with the lighting of these candles, because I'm going to drive to Shul afterwards, I'm going to accept it afterwards in Shul. Uh, that's the contemporary halachipas. But it comes out according to the I have to ask you, since the mitzvah is to make sure that the Shabbos candles are lit, can I do, can I light the Shabbos candles with a secondary cause? Can I light the Shabbos candles? Indirectly? And fulfill the myth of lighting Shabbos candles? What do you say, Yonison? In the
2: hospital,
0: yes. Not in the hospital, at home!
2: Oh, at home! I don't know, but in the hospital works.
0: According to what we just said, since the myth is to make sure that the candles are lit, not to light them directly themselves. Can you make, can you light, like, can you fulfill the myth of lighting candles indirectly? The answer is yes! Because, what's the difference between you directly directly, indirectly, as long as you're making sure that the candles are lit? Right. That's all that counts!
1: Right. So
0: therefore you see, says Rabbi T. a Frank, you see that by the mitzvah of Shabbos, even though the mitzvah is still like the Shabbos candle, you don't have to do it with the direct action, you could do it with the indirect action. That's by Shabbos. So...
2: But indirect, you that's know, by meaning about you know turning off the on the switch electricity. Oh, that's and therefore,
0: and that's therefore, you're if you're lighting electricity, it's
2: indirect.
0: The, right. the consideration of the fact that lighting the lights is indirect uh, cause of the light to go on for the purposes of Shabbos is not a consideration. Because the whole point is that there's a candle to do it. Right. So for Shabbos, what you to be, not, uh, from the perspective of that consideration, would be sufficient. But there's a problem
1: in the logic. You can't go
3: right from the logic of the problem process why? over to Hanukkah because we know we're not allowed to derive the use of the Hanukkah candle.
0: They should publicize the miracle, but we're not. But how you to do that? It with a light. <laughs> right. So isn't
3: there a difference? There's an essential difference. Also, right, we're
0: going to get, that we're that get that's the Hanukkah. Let's get the Hanukkah. That let me get to Hanukkah now. Okay? So by Hanukkah, what about by Hanukkah? What do you say by Hanukkah? By Hanukkah is like this. By Hanukkah, um, yeah. By Hanukkah, the following is Dalachan. Simon Tufreish Ayin Hay, Sif Gimel, 675. That if the candle is lit by a of a cotton, if the candles are lit by a Kherish, the person's death mute, a shaita, a person who is insane, okay, not mentally healthy, or a person who is a minor, they did not fulfill their obligation.
3: Minor is under under twelve years. Under thirteen years, years uh, a girl, a, war out of the ground.
0: a minor, okay. a minor, not fulfill their obligation. In addition to that, in addition to that, we have another halacha. The halacha is, he says, that a blind person. Lights the candles but somebody has to help them. Somebody has to help them obviously because they can't see what they're doing. Ask the Jika of Frank, this hal- these two halakhas indicate for us candles have to be lit direct or the candles have to be lit indirect. Mm-hmm. Let's take the blind person. Somebody has to help them.
1: Yeah.
0: Why somebody help them? Why doesn't he just appoint? Ask somebody else to do it for them. What does somebody attack them for? And also, if you have a person who is insane, who lights the candles, why not? Why, why, is, why, why is the mitzvah not fulfilled?
2: They need to have a kind of lishma to understand what the significance of them No, but if you, you have to just
0: make sure, let's say I asked the insane person to do it, and they did it. Right, I okay. made sure, I made sure that the that sure, oh, that the candle was lit.
2: I made sure the
0: candle bro- was lit. And you do the brach. Bro- whoever does the brach. Bro- 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 is, is, is the brach is secondary to this. Okay, I right. made sure the candles are lit. So did I fulfill my obligation? So the is not says, now, says of a Frank, mm. if that's the case,
1: that's right. you
0: see that the candles have to be directly lit by the person, not like Shabbos, because if it was like Shabbos, then I could say, as long as I made sure that it was lit, it's good enough. Therefore, it could be, therefore, you see, that even the blind person, he has to light the candle. He has to take the match. I think somebody has to help him, but he has to light it. Therefore, you see, that in contrast to the halachas of Shabbos, in Hanukkah, one has to light the candle directly themselves. And this should be a consideration for the electricity, because... So the electricity, since you're not lighting the candle directly yourself, therefore you don't fulfill your obligation of lighting the Hanukkah the, the candles, and because of this the, uh, the menorah should be disqualified. That's what he says. Then he reneges a little bit, he backtracks, he says, that, you know, he says that uh, maybe even by Shabbos you have to light directly yourself because it's always better it's always better to do the mitzvah on your own. We're not going to get into that, but he, he says that by Shabbos it's better to do yourself than to ask somebody else to do it. That's not backtracking on the Hanukkah. Well, by Hanukkah he's not that By electricity he's not backtracking on this. But look up here, he says that even by Shabbos you should light it yourself. It's better to light yourself because it's better to do the mitzvah yourself than to ask somebody else to do it. Look up here, that's the way it should be. Now, why? We've still
3: got a big question there.
0: Oh, so one second, one second this consideration is argued with the Tzitz Eliezer in the aforementioned responder argues with the with the Hartsvi on this on this consideration okay on this consideration he argues with the Hartsvi on two counts first of all he quotes the famous Noda Yehuda who wrote in his favor called the Tzlach. he says like this he holds that you could fulfill the, the, the mitzvah through a secondary action. You can fulfill the mitzvah of Hanukkah through a secondary action. And he says, what's the reasoning for this? What's the reasoning? What's the reasoning for this? Firstly, you can fulfill it. Why? Because Why does the mitzvah of Hanukkah... Why do we have the Mitzvah of Hanukkah again? Right. Why, why do we have the Mitzvah of i again? Publicize Amir, say it. Tell <laughs> us. <laughs> <laughs> it the reason why we have the Mitzvah of Hanukkah
2: the is
0: to publicize the miracle. So then what's the difference is the like? You're doing the secondary. You're doing direct. Are you publicizing the miracle? Yeah. So you fulfill your obligation. That's what he says. But then...
3: Well, if that's so, then, then you can't just
0: light like the menorah anywhere. What do you mean? You can't just light like the menorah anywhere? Right. Just to
1: show
0: It has to be lit outside. Then. Uh-huh. Or in so a window. In the window. Oh. Right. Part of is a miracle.
1: Right. It has
0: to be lit. Okay, right. right. And it's separate, that's a separate discussion.
1: Right. right. Of,
0: that's a separate well. discussion. Okay. Now. Says that the will end this second consideration with, the, with, 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 with his uh, um, brushing off of the uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Frank's uh, consideration about the, that we should disqualify the the menorah the, the electric menorah because of this reason. He says that the question of whether or not to light an electric menorah is he doing it from a secondary cause or a direct cause is not even into the consideration here. Why, he says, because since this is the way to light this light, this is the way that, in, in, in this facet, is the way you light, light it. This is its way. This is the process by which you light it. That's not considered to be a secondary cause. It's only considered to be a secondary cause, is if the way you light a candle is, you take a match and you put it to the wick. But so then, you uh, set up dominoes, and the dominoes uh, light a lighter, and the lighter lights a fuse, and the fuse lights a uh, candle, uh, and then the candle lights the candle, that's the secondary cause of what you were supposed to do, lighting the candle that. But, by the electric menorah, this is the way you light it, this is the process by which you light it, you close the circuit. That's a contrary secondary action. And therefore the whole question doesn't start as the Cecilia, and therefore it should be permissible, according to his opinion, from this consideration. So The second consideration is, Mark, what did you say? You said it's okay because of this, right? No,
1: I said no. Then he said no.
0: Oh, all right. So you want one Fine. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. This is what he says. Um, yeah, so, secondary,
2: I mean, this case is not secondary, sorry, because there's not other way. Uh, it's not, I mean, there's not a more direct way to to lead a uh, bull.
0: Right. There's no other way to light it. So he says there's no other way to light it. He says is no other way to light it. What are you going to do?
2: The most direct way,
1: right? We can have a handshake, right? There.
2: Well, you can't go. I mean, there's always somebody that there's always a dissenting opinion that that's going to agree. So, what do you mean? Well, like, you can't go. Yes or no? I mean, there's
1: always somebody, right? I said yes. There, there was a right, right. There's there's a
0: different sides of the issue, on. certainly, but. uh Everybody, like I said before, you know, we're running out of time, like I said before, we're running... The, 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 there, are, there are many other considerations here, but everybody agrees here that electric menorah cannot be used. Obviously, they, they agree you can't, you cannot use electric menorah. Um, after the electric titulia- what? After all that,
3: though,
0: what's the reason? It depends on who you ask. Yeah. For example, the Tzitzel Ezer uh, rejects all of the considerations of all of the post scheme, and he himself says, That his reasoning is, just to put it short, is he says that since it's in a bulb, and it's not, uh, since electricity is in a bulb, the light surrounds inside the bulb, the whole bulb shines, so maybe it's considered like a torch. And according to halacha, in order for the in order for the uh, Hanukkah candles mm-hmm. to be proper, to be properly lit, each one has to be separate by itself. It has to be a wick. Right. If you take a bunch of wicks and you put them into one bowl of oil, mm-hmm. that has a din of a torch, and it's not kosher yeah. for Hanukkah. So therefore, he says that since the filament goes down like this, uh, it, it 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 twirls and it's lit up and then it goes around the bulb which surrounds it therefore perhaps maybe it's considered like a torch he says he's not sure and since it's considered like a torch it does qualify for that reason nobody argues with him on this uh... but all the contemporary halachic decisors say that one cannot use the electric menorah for example uh, Rabbi uh, Shimon Eider in his book on uh, that that English book on Hanukkah, the red book on Hanukkah he says that uh, one cannot uh, use uh, an electric menorah uh, the piskechu is to record the mitzvahs isha so all of the posts can conclude uh, the havedas, the Rabbi Abad Yosef, which we didn't have time to go through uh, also concludes the same thing, that one cannot uh, one cannot use the, the electric menorah he, is, he even writes a, a summary of what he holds to be the, the, the halachos. he says that he says like this he says, one does not fulfill one's obligation with lighting of the candles uh, with an electric menorah, and if, if he doesn't have any other candle, he only has uh, electric, then he should light it without a bracha. Because, he doesn't say this, but according, like we saw, perhaps maybe according to some opinions, one is fulfilling one's obligation, like we said before, with lighting an electric menorah. Therefore, if one has no other choice, what they should do is light with the electric menorah. Uh, however. If a person does see an electric menorah, certainly they should not make a bracha on it. And if later they get candles to light with, they should light the candles with a bracha. That is the the basic halacha and conclusion, and some of the considerations which I wanted to share with everybody
1: this evening. Good She uh, sure.
0: doesn't talk about the electric menorah. No,
1: oh, where we have to extrapolate to 5 this 5 to, 5 to the modern oh, wow. case?